0: Oh, what are we doing, Luke? What are we watching?
1: How much blood is coming out of this man? What the hell just happened? What are you looking at, darkness?
0: Yeah, darkness.
1: The head went all the
0: way in. I knew was coming out tonight. Welcome to the Review to Death Podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. And I'm Dan. Hey, welcome back, Dan. Thanks for coming back on with us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming back, buddy. That's, this is really fun to
0: have you. Bad Moon. That's what we're watching for tonight's podcast. And this is a little-known werewolf movie from the mid-'90s. Yeah,
2: 1996.
1: Yeah, so this movie was uh, made by a pretty interesting guy by the name of Eric Redd.
2: All I know about him is what I heard from the dollop. But man, that is a crazy episode. Like this dude legit sounds like he's a murderer.
1: Yeah, like he was a psycho, man. It kind of sounds like, well, that was the, what was that? Like one of the anniversaries of, uh, or would have been one of his wedding anniversaries to his ex-wife. So he fucking just uh, fucking psycho and decided to act out one of his movies, basically, because he, he wrote, a lot of like vehicular vehicular uh, mayhem type scenes and into his movies. So you know what he does nowadays? I guess I looked him up too. He's he's a like a novelist, right? Right. And uh, dude, he still writes novels about cars killing people and about werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that is just a it is a
2: bizarre story though. Like he legit killed two people, and he claimed he was uh, he claimed he passed out, but what are the odds that three FBI agents are sitting at the bar looking at him as he's like flooring his vehicle into these like patrons and he was totally alert and they were
1: like, yeah, he was wide awake. (laughs) Yep. Just staring forward. Yeah. he drove it into the bar, man. It's fucking fucking insane. Weird. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. His, his career was, you know, basically over after that. He's, you know, he started directing, like, you know, nothing be much, be like low budget movies. And then, you know, he pretty much disappeared from movies altogether after that I started writing,
0: you know, his books. So it's this werewolf loving maniac that made our movie that we're watching tonight. As Luke and I were watching this one the other day, we did not realize that this is actually based on a comic book.
2: Oh, no kidding. A, the movie said it was based on a novel, but I didn't catch comic book
0: maybe there was a novel and a comic book. I'm not sure. We just saw that um, there's a, uh, a graphic novel called Thor, and it's by Enos, the guy that does, uh, what, the boys, right, and Preacher?
1: Yeah, Preacher. He did a bunch of the Punisher stuff. Uh, Gareth Ennis. Enos? Gareth Anus. Enos? <laughs>
0: Gareth, uh, Anus. Gareth <laughs> Anus.
1: uh People know what nice. I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> – his stuff is generally pretty violent. It's uh, it's very, very uh, gory. You know, in your face. He Usually de- deconstructs superhero movies and stories.
0: And the the Thor that this book is referring to is the dog. And uh, for the most part, when we were watching this movie, it almost felt like a you know, like a family friendly tale of a boy and his dog.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, <laughs> the the boy uh, in this case is um, his name is Brett played by uh, a kid actor at the time called uh, Mason, is it Gamble?
0: Yeah, Mason Gamble.
1: He was he was Dennis the Menace, right?
0: Yeah, I have, a, I have a funny story about Mason Gamble. So yeah, as Luke said, Mason Gamble was Dennis the Menace in that movie that they made with Walter Matthau, and I think Christopher Lloyd was in that movie, and it was sort of the, his like breakout kid actor role. And Mason Gamble is from the town I grew up in, and we went to school together. What? He is, uh, he's younger than, yeah, he is, he is younger than me. Uh, he's like three, two or three years younger than me. And there was one night that I remember like pretty vividly. And this was after Dennis the Menace came out. We were having like a carnival night at my elementary school. And uh, I hang out with that kid the whole night. Like I chased him around the room. I was babysitting him. So I babysat Dennis the Menace back no in the
1: yeah, man. Marcus used to hang out with uh, Dennis the Menace. Isn't that crazy?
2: <laughs> that is a crazy story. And secondly, I watched this whole movie and I didn't even realize that was Dennis the Menace. <laughs> and I, probably, I probably watched that movie a hundred times when I was a kid.
1: Yeah, man. Oh, Mr.
0: Wilson. Yeah, that's him. Well, he's barely in this movie. Yeah, he's uh, he goes missing for uh, long stretches. <laughs> so Dan, give us a, a quick little rundown of what Bad Moon is.
2: It's almost like a family-friendly seeming movie, uh, but it's most definitely dog versus wolf,
1: or dog versus Ted, or
0: dog versus yeah, who is wolf? You know, Ted is our werewolf. We'll get to him in a minute. This movie opens up fabulously. The opening is amazing. That the first of all, it opens up in a jungle, and Marcus and I were like, "The fuck!" Like it's on a, this. We're we're in a jungle? You got some, I don't know, like researchers or something in the in the jungle doing some sort of researchy stuff. And uh, it does not waste any time because like the two lead researchers uh, go into the tent for some... Uh... Hanky-panky. <laughs> for science.
2: Yeah, so I read online that this was supposed to be in Tibet. But it looked very much like a jungle and... I guess I've never been to Tibet, but I thought that was all
0: mountains. Yeah, I think so, too. It, it looked like South America.
2: Right. But then I, if I remember correctly, the, the guys that were at the camp, like the local guys, did look Asian. So it just, it just felt weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like a, like someone didn't do any research.
2: <laughs> right. Like, we're in the jungles of Tibet. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Tibet's got jungles, right? And
0: uh, Sherpas look like this right so our two researchers are getting it on in the tent and one of them is ted right yes Yep. one of them is uh ted one thing that this movie has going for it which i completely appreciate is that they do not hide their monster and so right at the beginning we get a werewolf attack probably the best thing about this movie right guys this opening was fucking amazing this is one of if not the best on-screen werewolf that we've gotten, because there's a lot of shitty werewolf movies.
2: You know, it it is ballsy to uh, just put the monster right out there, front and center, opening scene. You know, if the watcher doesn't like the monster, you're pretty much right away, like they're probably not going to take the movie seriously, but they had a really great attack scene right in the opening where uh, literally the werewolf grabs the woman who is named Marjorie While they're in the act and just spikes her like a volleyball. (laughs) He's just just, the wolf is just ripping her to shreds and then he just spikes her with his paw and then Ted shoots the wolf in the head with a shotgun and
1: blows its fucking head off, which was like, holy shit. I've never seen a werewolf's head get get blown clean off. I guess it was great. (laughs) No silver bullets needed. Yeah. I, I, by the way, I do agree that when he, when he, he literally, yeah, he spikes this woman into the ground. I, uh, that, that was fucking awesome. That was, I mean, it was so
0: funny. <laughs> the, the werewolf makeup and the costume and stuff like that. And it's gotta be, you know, it's a guy in a suit actually. In fact, it's a guy named Ken Kerzinger uh, who played, uh, Jason Voorhees and Freddie vs. Jason amongst other, like lots of stunt stuff, but it's a guy in a suit you know, with like an animatronic wolf head. And the costume was created by a guy named Steve Johnson, who has done a lot of stuff, including uh, Slimer from Ghostbusters and the alien uh, main character from that movie Species, Robin Williams' makeup for Bicentennial Man and Doc Ock's arms in Spider-Man 2. And that's just like some of the stuff he's done. So by far, the best thing about this movie, as Luke has already said, is the wolf.
2: Yeah, not a bad wolf. Definitely not a bad wolf for 1996. And uh,
1: some good kill scenes. Oh, for sure. And this is a really good one, man. Uh, Lots of uh, real goopy practical gore. Uh, And it's all well done.
0: You get this opening attack scene. It cuts back to, do they actually say where they are? I know they filmed in Canada, but do they say what part of the world they're in?
2: They do mention Seattle and the Pacific Northwest a lot.
0: Well, it does look like the Pacific Northwest. I'll give them that. Yeah, my my guess was Oregon.
2: They mention Seattle a lot. Ted says, you know, oh, the girl who got killed, she's in Seattle. It's definitely either Washington or Oregon, definitely Pacific Northwest.
0: This is a story of a mother named Janet, played by Mariel Hemingway, who was a childhood crush of mine, by the way. And her, her son, Brett, who we've already discussed is Mason Gamble, and Uncle Ted, played by uh, Michael Perry. I i don't know not familiar with him i've never really seen him in anything else and he's also not that uh that great of an actor what <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's the star of the show i thought he was kind of doing like a bad impression of uh sly you know like <laughs> sly stallone <laughs> yeah kind of doing a stallone
0: thing i did hear a lot of random music <laughs> <laughs> fight for uncle ted dan why'd you like uncle ted so much He's uncomfortably shredded. You know, who needs to be a
2: good actor when you're that ripped?
0: Uncle Ted is apple jacked. They got this dog named Thor, who is like super intelligent, real well-trained animal. And Thor does not like Uncle Ted right from the beginning. And Uncle Ted does not like Thor.
1: And this is where the movie turns into, uh, for me, comedy gold. Because the rest of this movie is basically a, kind of a pissing contest between this German shepherd named Thor And uh, Uncle Ted, who, you know, is a man, (laughs) but the way he's acting towards Thor, it's like he's regarding him like another man. (laughs) And I get it. I know what they're going for. I know it's because we know that Ted is the werewolf and Thor knows that Uncle Ted is the werewolf. And they're just eyeing each other up like a couple of alpha dogs. But when you actually see it on screen, when you see a grown ass man stare down a german shepherd for a long time man i got it got a lot of laughs out of me this
2: is you know this is like an 80 minute movie but there is so much ted and thor stare downs like just oh my god
0: when you first meet ted they like they go to visit him at his airstream trailer which is next to like a like a little lake or something like that thor's off in the distance just doing dog shit and like ted just starts staring him down
2: right like I don't I don't like this this is not
1: good. Yeah, he's in my territory. Seriously t- take a shot every time Thor and Uncle Ted have a fucking staring contest and uh, you're not gonna make it till the end of the 80
0: minutes or whatever this movie is. I could say that like a third of this movie is just Ted and the dog staring at each other right
2: <laughs> I also want to add that uh, something that made me laugh is how like in most of the scenes with Thor, they curl Thor's lip up. It just makes him look like he's got like some kind of syndrome, you know, like he's <laughs> like his teeth are just kind of like half shown, and his face is lopsided. <laughs> they they like to do that curled lip thing; <laughs> it
1: just looks really funny, dude. It looks so crazy that bugged me so much, but I didn't know why. And now that you're talking about it, I'm like yeah, he he looks. They made it look like Thor had a
2: stroke. I thought it was funny because I do that to my dog. I love like his sticky lips. I like to like mess with them. You know, and, like, the fact that every time, every time they wanted Thor to look mean, they curled his lips. I was like, oh, my God.
0: It's Uncle Teddy's He's fucking around with his mouth before the shoot make him look bad. <laughs> I wonder how
1: they did that. Do you think they, like, do you think they did, like, I don't know, like, fishing wa- like line
0: or something? Because I can't see, but I, now that you mention it, it for sure was that. Either the dog just does that on his own, which could be true, or somebody actually, like, physically pushed it up there and it just stuck. But uh, who knows? I'm kind of guessing they like dried
2: his gums and lips, and then they just kind of curled them <laughs> in.
1: <laughs> Dude, we're making it seem like <laughs> Thor had a real bad time filming this movie. Yeah. Oh, he did. I'm guessing he did. Uh, this dog's name, by the way, in real life was 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 Primo. Yeah, that was his name. I mean, I'm I'm. I'm assuming he's not around anymore, (laughs) but uh, yeah, man, poor Primo. I just had to fucking stare at a grown man forever, and then people would glue his lips to his face.
0: Uncle Ted is living in his Airstream, and he's doing his werewolf stuff. He's killed a few people, and it gets the heat of the cops, and there's this really weird scene where he calls his sister Janet from his Airstream, and it like pans out, and there's a bunch of cops around him but they're not talking to him. And he's just like, can I come stay with you for a while? And uh, before we go on, Luke, can we talk about this Airstream trailer, please? Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Uncle
1: Ted's magical Airstream. It's awesome because, you know, when we meet Uncle Ted, when he's in, you know, in Oregon or whatever, when he's, you know, uh, close to Janet and Brett, wherever he may be, uh, he's living in this Airstream uh, trailer. And like, right by this uh, lake it's like this you know beautifully shot you know scene right even at the time i was like man uh how do you get it out there because there's like there's no car attached to it and then after he begs uh his sister janet uh to you know to let her stay you know uh with them we're like again like man so how's he gonna get that trailer over there and then <laughs> And then the next scene, it just magically appears like it's just it's like a funny cut because all of a sudden it's just like there next to her house. But it's not like in her driveway. It's like tucked away, like way back, like surrounded by like
0: evergreens. It's like eight feet in the air on top of some rocks.
1: Yeah. Like they really went out of their way to like, you know, get this airstream up there. And it's just I don't know. It made us laugh because it's like, you know, how's it moving around?
0: Well, she was talking on the phone with him and like the camera cuts away as she's saying, it's like, oh yeah, why don't you just bring the trailer over here? And Luke and I were watching this together and I started saying like, how are they going to get the trailer over there? He doesn't have a truck. And then on the screen, it just popped and it was magically up on these rocks and I lost my shit. I just started laughing hysterically.
1: Like, is it harnessed to him? Is that how he's getting it around?
2: Ted pulls it at night when he turns into a werewolf. (laughs)
0: He can't afford a car.
1: Yeah, that was that was great. His uh, magical airstream trailer. It's uh, it's fantastic.
0: And up until this point, Uncle Ted is, in my opinion, trying to be a responsible werewolf. He's like chaining himself to a tree at night.
2: He's got those handcuffs that uh, the sisters giving him a hard time about. It kind of gave me a weird sexual vibe between the brother and the sister. To be honest, I was like, "What's going on?" Same. Here? <laughs> I was like, "Where is this movie going?" <laughs>
1: yeah man no you weren't you weren't the only one i was like i think when they were uh before he moves his trailer over you know magically to her uh on her property or whatever i was like are these guys like a couple and then like oh no they're brother and sister okay (laughs) right
2: yeah i was i was also confused like is this what are they i don't whatever
0: and and thor finds him that first night like he gets himself out of the house and he finds uh He finds Uncle Ted as a werewolf, like, humping the shit out of the tree.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is a good description. I just want to say on that first night, Thor finds Uncle Ted chained to the tree as a werewolf. And he starts barking at him because, obviously, it's a very crazy scene. And then you can hear Janet yelling for Thor, like, Thor, where are you? It's like, what a... Ted chain himself up like five feet behind his airstream. Like he didn't walk. (laughs) Like he couldn't walk a little further. Like like, (laughs) you can hear Janet like, Thor, where are you? And you
1: can't hear him like, you know,
2: (laughs) it's like, what the hell?
1: Spot on. Like, like this is far enough. Also when, you know, Marcus kind of mentioned that when, when Thor finds, you know werewolf ted chained to a tree i uh it's it's a weird like side shot of him chained to the tree and i didn't know what the fuck i was looking at i'm like is he like having sex with something because it looked like he was (laughs) fucking something and then it's like oh no he's chained to a tree and he's like trying to get loose but it's looking like he's fucking that tree and uh i don't know man it was really weird
0: i was like that What's happening? Like, oh, oh, okay. I get it now. <laughs> and then the the next morning when Ted emerges from his trailer, uh, he's found that Thor is like pissed on his trailer wheel. I beg you listeners listening to this right now, please remember that Thor pissed on his trailer because it's going to come back later and it's going to be <laughs> hilarious. Just keep it in your mind.
2: Best part of the movie.
0: <laughs> the, uh, uh,
1: uh, you know, metaphorical pissing match turns into an actual pissing match. <laughs> And Dennis the Menace says,
2: Thor, don't do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't be a dog. But man, again, this is one of those scenes where uh, Ted comes out of his his magical airstream. And he's kind of like, you know, happy with himself. You know, another night chained to a tree, humping a, you know, evergreen or whatever he was doing out there. And uh, he looks over and he's like, the the tire is still wet. (laughs) And he's like, you mother... And the, the fucking dog's still there. And he's like, you motherfucker. Like, he just doesn't say a word. It's just all stares.
0: For the next 30 minutes, it's just like a cut between like a, like a pretty boring scene with Janet and Brett. And then Thor and Ted staring at each other down. And then you get like a cool wolf scene where he's like, uh, you know, like killing a worker in the middle of the woods in the middle of the night. Or he's slicing apart that guy that was at the beginning of the movie that tried oh, seen- to... Yeah, Flopsy that tried to get, uh, yeah, tried to, you know, say that like the dog attacked him and then he's gonna sue. And but yeah, that's pretty much all this movie is. And I found myself really looking forward to just the wolf scenes because the rest of the movie was pretty boring.
2: The middle part, I just it was like so slow for me. Like there was, there was like a seven minute scene. Uh, I think it was the second night where Uncle Ted wanted to leave his Airstream, but uh, Thor the dog was just out there and he was like, He'd walk out and he'd stare at him. Then he'd go back in. And he was looking at him through the window of the Airstream. Then he went back out and he was like, and he tried to like, try to like ninja sneak around him. And I was like, oh my God, this is,
0: this is going on for way too long. Dude, yes. That's the night he doesn't make it to the tree in time. So he doesn't get himself chained. Oh, right. And then he kills Flopsy. Yeah, and he kills Flopsy and they blame it on the dog. And like they uh Janet sends Thor away from animal control because he's dangerous.
1: But yeah, that scene is pure gold because it's it is the worst. When he when he starts to slowly walk away from Thor, like that's gonna make a difference. Like if I just move real slowly. <laughs> he, won't,
2: he won't see me or smell me.
1: He won't see me. He he can only detect fast and normal movement. Uh Oh, man. And then, yeah, and Flopsy, by the way, his character is actually called Flopsy in the movie. Like, that's what it is in the credits. Like, he's just,
0: he's not given a name. Because he flops. Yeah, he flops to try to get, you know, money. (laughs) Right. So, but yeah, yeah. So Thor gets uh, sent away and uh, taken to the, what, like the pound, I guess? He gets taken away to the pound. And uh, fucking Uncle Ted is real proud of himself. So, Dan, what does he do as he walks away? He pisses in Thor's doghouse
2: with a shit-eating grin on his face.
1: <laughs> it's really funny. He's so satisfied of him, with himself, too. hes It's like, as he's pissing, he's got this fucking shit-eating grin, like, I fucking, I got this dog. That's what you get for peeing on my tires.
2: Yeah, they just had this dramatic scene of where they had the classic, like, dog catchers with the poles, like, two poles with the, the cinches around Thor's neck. He's, he's yelping, barking. He crawls back up the stairs, and Brett is crying. And then you just cut away to Ted just pissing in his doghouse with that smile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is hilarious.
1: I like how the scene is meant to be like real sad too. Like they're playing this like you know after school special like you know sad sentimental music when the dog's getting taken away. You know, and Brett's all like you know,
2: oh no.
1: And then cut to Ted pissing on a fucking dog house. <laughs> like he just won a million bucks. It's uh, it's amazing.
0: We all know that Thor is going to get out of the dog pound. Luke and I were really rooting for like a like an '80s era montage of Brett the kid breaking his dog out. You know, getting ready for it. We don't really, we don't get really get that. I, I guess I don't remember exactly how this happened.
2: So there is kind of a really funny moment where Thor is getting busted out of the dog pound. Basically, Brett, you know, they do kind of do like an E.T. kind of like 80s montage. Like Brett gets on his bike, you know, you got the music and he's like pedaling. You're like, where's he going? So he goes down to the dog pound and he he like busts in there somehow. He's running up and down the pens and he's like, Thor. And he can't get Thor out. But somehow there's a pickup truck inside of the pen. So Thor is able to run, (laughs) jump up on top of the pickup truck. And then he jumps over the fence onto the dumpster and Brett goes, what's he go? Oh yes.
0: And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a good thing he got busted out because uncle Ted is in full werewolf form, like attacking his sister back at the house. But this is what I didn't remember. Like why, why did this happen? Like he had been nice about it, but then like he just decided to, like he was going to go full werewolf.
1: Man, he was just waiting to get rid of Thor so he could eat his sister, dude. That's all it was.
2: <laughs> so that night, Janet wanders out into the forest. And for some reason, Ted just doesn't have his handcuffs on. And then it kind of goes to shit from there. And I don't know why. Oh, yeah.
0: The she ch- he, he chases her back to the house and uh, like just like Kool-Aid mans himself through the bay window. Right,
1: right. Yeah, he sure does.
2: There was a, he kind of like, I don't know if the right word is like metamorphs, but he turns into the werewolf out in the forest in front of Janet. Oh, God.
0: Worst effect in the whole movie. Go ahead, Dan. I
2: mean, I don't know what to say. It's like, I'm trying to think, is is that a good metamorph for 1996? I don't know, but man. No. Yeah, (laughs) right. Because it was like, it was like one-sided, like one-side metamorphed. And then the other side, it was very weird the way they did it. And then it, he morphed some more, like the face got all screwy and I don't know. It's hard to describe, but it just like, it didn't look right.
0: Oh, it, it sure didn't. You know what it felt like? It felt like somebody had the picture on Photoshop and like made a stretch point and like just right. took the mouse and like stretched this cheek and I'll stretch this brow. Yeah, it
2: was very weird.
0: I'll tell you what it looked like you guys it looked like a shitty t1000
1: like all of a sudden uncle Ted turned into like a shitty t1000 and then like he became like liquid and then they used whatever photoshop program that they had to just kind of like color in the, the the bits that were like you know morphing quote unquote and uh it looks awful it looks so bad it looks like you remember like the special effects on like Xena Warrior Princess or like uh, Hercules the Legend Continues. It
0: looks like that.
2: Yeah, James Cameron was not involved with that metamorph.
0: <laughs> it was not good. So now we get our final showdown between Uncle Ted as a werewolf and Thor. Cuz he Thor comes running in to save the day. Right, cuz Thor's the main character of this movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a dog about a movie.
0: They have this fight in the house and uh, they're going at it and doesn't like a uh, uh, Uncle Ted like like suplexes the dog right like against the wall. <laughs> yeah, dude, he like tosses it like a rag doll, which I I'm sure it was a rag doll.
1: Uh, and uh, yeah, he just kinda, like tosses it across the room, but then that leaves him open. He's like in front of uh, oh, but then Thor like bites him and tears him up a little bit, right? And then uh, then all of a sudden you get like a bloodied up you know werewolf ted standing in front of the window and then uh thor goes for the the killer lunge and he uh jumps on uh werewolf ted and uh, they both go flying out of the window yeah this
2: is actually for me this is uh where the movie like it goes from bad to worse you know it's <laughs> the the weird the very weird metamorph and then the the kind of showdown in the house uncle ted is the werewolf is beating the shit out of thor like <laughs> And <laughs> yeah. it, it's like this dog would not survive. Uncle Ted, the werewolf just chucks Thor up at the ceiling and smashes a light fixture. That is worth watching the movie alone to see that. <laughs> and, and uh, while after that happens, Janet has a revolver and just unloads like eight rounds into him, which I think a revolver only has six.
0: It was six. Yeah. She goes on for a while. It was a lot of shooting.
2: And then he just stands there and Thor springs to life and, and like, it's almost like fast forwarded. Like it's, it was really weird the way the dog shot at him, like a cannon and pushed him through the window. It was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) I thought they were going to do like a Halloween thing where like Jamie Lee shoots Michael Myers out the window. I was like, what is going on here?
1: Yeah, it kind of felt like that, didn't it? Like he was, she was gonna shoot him out the window, and then she's gonna look down, and he's gonna be fucking gone. No,
0: but you get a pretty ab- abrupt ending to this movie. It's very weird. Well, because the the fight's over, and you know Uncle Ted has been you know beaten, and then you get Janet and Brett and Thor with a bandage all over his body, like sitting in the living room, and then the credits roll.
2: Yeah, just out of nowhere. We ran out of money, <laughs> and then it just cuts to <laughs> credits and like really sappy music and I'm like what the fuck that's how it's gonna end
1: I laughed man because that uh, that dog at the end looked you know very uncomfortable being all wrapped up like that it's like please get this off of me
2: not to mention his throat was just slit and he was laying on the lawn and all of a sudden (laughs) he's he's only got bandages around like his legs and his like abdomen (laughs) like what about his neck (laughs) <laughs> he was just bleeding to death from his neck. But no,
0: uh, he's cool. Roll credit. So give me your final thoughts on Bad Moon.
2: I think uh, the opening scene just gave me a lot more um, hope for the movie than the the middle. You know, it's just the middle to me was really just predictable and forgettable. and Just too much Uncle Ted Thor stare downs. I was like, wow, it was really dragon And the other thing is there's only like three characters in the whole movie. Well, I should, you know, there's four. The kid here and there, Janet, the mom, the dog and Uncle Ted. And I just don't really like any of the characters. Like it just wasn't that interesting. (laughs) You know, it was just goofy. And uh, the pacing was very strange to me. The ending was very strange. There were some good kills in there. The opening scene was interesting. It was good. And I was just hoping like the rest of the movie was going to be kind of like that same shock factor, but it just didn't deliver.
1: Yeah, I I
2: totally agree. Three bloody German Shepherds out of 10.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, whoa. going low on the scale there. (laughs) All
2: right, sorry, I'll I'll give it a (laughs) 4.7.
1: Yeah, no, I I totally agree. If if the the whole movie uh, would have been more like that, you know, those opening you know, what, like five minutes or whatever in the jungle. Man, this this would have been a, a surefire, like a B-movie cult classic, which, uh, you know, to, would have been so cool to rediscover. I still kind of enjoyed it, but not for the reasons that the filmmakers intended, I think. Because, man, I found this movie to be comedy gold. Uh, <laughs> unintentional comedy gold, for sure. But, uh, man, it, I never got tired of uh, Uncle Ted and Thor staring at each other. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Every time, uh, you know, Uncle Ted tried to, you know, play it safe and then, you know, chain himself up, you know, he ends up, you know, humping a tree. The acting wasn't really great, and that kind of made it, like, more campy for me. The pacing is for sure the worst thing about this movie because it definitely drags ass. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely, I can't recommend this as, like, a a straight-up, like, yeah, you're going to like this movie, but uh, I don't know, man. If you get a bunch of friends together with, uh, you know... Some drinks flowing, you might have a good time. Just because you know it's it's such a goofy bad movie. I don't know, man. I'll give it a five bloody shepherds. Uh, Wait, five bloody German shepherds. Yeah, five
0: bloody German shepherds out of ten. You guys are fucking out of your minds. This movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> ser- ser- seriously though, it, it like like Luke said, it it is hilarious. I was laughing throughout the whole movie. Again, not intended to be funny, but it's funny. You know the, the the werewolf makeup is is really good, and I and I think you guys are forgetting the fact that there's not a whole lot of great werewolf makeup out there.
1: This is true, you know?
0: and it was really good. Yeah, the transformation scene sucks, and I know that that's a big part of it. But the but the actual costume and the way that it was uh, able to be used by the actor, it's really cool. I, I think it's really good. It's a good example of that kind of stuff. So for that reason alone. For the unattended comedy and the great werewolf costume, you definitely should watch Batman. How many bloody German Shepherds, man? Oh, man, you put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to seem like a complete whack job, but I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a seven. All right. All right. That's nice. a lot of German Shepherds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they'll just jump. They'll they'll use the the truck thing, the truck trick. They'll jump. They'll, they'll escape.
2: Marcus, I kind of feel like you're given seven bloody German Shepherds out of 10 because you used to babysit one of the main characters. Mason Gamble. I feel like you're kind of biased.
0: I I talked to him on the phone this morning. I was reassuring him that I wouldn't shit all over his movie. Yeah, he's not going to like my review. It is now time for Guess the Movie Title, the game where one of us picks a movie and the other ones try to guess what it is. And it's my turn tonight. Luke and Dan, are you ready? Ready. Let's do it. All right, this movie was made in 2001. On the run from the law, brothers Jacob and Frank Caesar have to find a place to ditch their latest victim. Enter the town of Rabbit Hash, Kentucky. Rabbit Hash is just the right kind of quiet and secluded that our murderous brothers are looking for. Little do they know that deep inside the forest, a party that started in the 70s continues to rage on. This party is known as the Funk Haven, and its partygoers are a bit peculiar. These cool cats in leisure suits with massive collars have certain tastes and only party at night. As our two brothers get wrapped up in this shindig, they learn of another party called the Crips. Both parties seek the promised land of the afterlife. As the sun rises and the party turns into a battle which side will Jacob and Frank help or will they be tossed aside for dinner man this sounds wild dude that is a lot to unpack what are the two sides called all right so you got you got the funk haven and you got the crypts like the crypt keeper <laughs> yeah <laughs> not not like the gang and, and on the west coast like crypt <laughs> like crypt like the crypt keeper like a crypt keeper okay yeah. Oh,
2: okay okay all right
0: clue number one. As you have probably guessed, that this movie is about a certain creature of the night. And this creature's name is in the title. All right. So creatures that only move around at night and they have certain Mm. tastes. Uh, Okay. I think you can put two and two together for that one. Okay. Give me way too much credit, but okay. Clue number two. The first part of the title is related to a crack team of Marvel superheroes. What? Yeah. So think about what that team's called.
2: That's all you, Luke. (laughs)
0: all right and clue number three finally i want you to think of a name of the type of party that you would have in the 70s you know certain kind of music lights clothes okay Okay. and you said the the creature
1: the name of the creature that it's a nocturnal creature is in the title and it drinks blood dude okay i mean i I, kind of figured yeah okay okay and a a marvel superhero group hey yeah like the most famous
0: one
2: so i'm gonna guess that uh we are disco bats of
0: kentucky you got one of the words in the title good job vampire bat avengers
1: go to the disco wow
0: you are you are closer luke you just got it sort of a little bit out of order Uh the title of this movie is called avenging disco vampires
1: oh son of a bitch (laughs)
2: avenging disco vampires
0: all right so i i watched the trailer for this movie it was made in 2001 and don't get me wrong this movie looks horrible it (laughs) looks really bad but i don't want to shit on it too much because i really get the feeling that this was like some some guys like college film project that he like started back in the day and then after he graduated college he like got some money together with his friends and put it out on dvd oh shit because it looks like one of those but it looks like they're trying really hard man looks Uh, like like they're trying really hard so i'm not gonna shit on it but it looks awful
1: looks like a labor of love dude i can respect that that's 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 all right that's cool man even if you made a you know something pretty crazy in the end that's uh you made a movie i didn't make a movie that's uh, (laughs) good on them no that's cool you gotta start somewhere
0: Thanks, Dan, for coming on tonight. I enjoyed having you. Luke and I enjoyed having you on here with us to talk about Bad Moon. For sure.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, maybe next time we can have you on for like, you know, like a good movie. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, man, this was fun to talk about.
0: Yeah, definitely. This was awesome. The Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays and Fridays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at to Death. Thank you for listening. Luke, tell us what's coming up next.
1: Well, coming up next, we're going to start a, a brand new, kind of a longish segment, I guess. It's going to be called uh, Lovecraftian Summer, where we're going to be watching movies either based on or are heavily influenced by the works of H.P. Lovecraft. We haven't really made a list for this yet, so... The next movie's to be determined. That's pretty
0: much all I got. Later, Gators. Let's see if we can uh, streamline it a bit. I don't like it. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You can go yeah. fuck yourself, Luke, because that's what's happening. Is, is that it? <laughs> that's it. The podcast is
2: over. <laughs> for Thanks the for fifth you. time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, dude. <laughs>